What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and this week we're talking all about the state of flow. You know what flow is, that feeling where you just get completely immersed in the task that you're doing. And time just disappears. It feels so good because it feels effortless. You're just completely present with what you're doing. So this week's guest is Flow State Performance Coach Wilson Melancelli. Wilson works with athletes all over the world to help them increase their performance by getting into a state of flow. And this week in our conversation, we're talking all about what the state of flow really is. And Wilson's giving us some concrete, specific exercises for how we can get more easily into that state of flow so that we can use it to be more present in our lives and with our families, in our businesses and with our workout routines. More flow is a good thing. So I hope you enjoy this week's interview with Wilson Melancelli. Hi, Wilson. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Mm, Thanks very much for having me. So, Wilson, we were introduced through a mutual friend, actually, and she said that you were somebody that we absolutely had to talk to and bring, you know, in front of all the wellpreneurs because you are the expert on flow. You're the man that's in the flow and you can teach us how to get into the flow. And this is something that a lot of us want. So I'm excited to talk to you. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. Thanks very much. I had to pay Holly to say all those nice things about me. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start off by just if you can kind of explain what is flow from your perspective. So for me, flow is that state of heightened presence, that state where you're in research is called the deep now, when you are performing an action in a effortless state. Now, the action doesn't need to be physical. The action can be in your business. It can be interactions. It can be presenting information. It can be down to the way you form your daily routines. So flow is making things look cool. Other people call it the zone. Uh, Musicians call it the pocket. Jazz players call it the pocket. But I like the term the flow state because the word flow is used so often to describe this state. And and when we talk about it, and as we continue talking throughout this, this interview, people will be very familiar with the state I'm talking about. Is something that we've all experienced. The wave of change now is, is that it's becoming more mainstream. There's more signs backing up this state that was previously elusive. Now it's a bit more spoken about, more accessible. So, I mean, the flow state is just that state of effortless, effective productability. Yeah, it's like that when everything just feels easy, like when you start writing, for example, and you just get into it or you start whatever you're doing, you're working on something and suddenly the hours just disappear and it just feels really effortless, I guess. That's what the word you used. But I know that feeling. It's good. (laughs) 
that's a good example because actually when you're in a flow state experience, you do lose your perception of time. And what research has found is, is that when you're in a flow state, you go through an experience called a transient hyperfrontality. And that's where the front part of the brain temporarily shuts down. And that point there in the prefrontal cortex, we actually perceive time at that point. So when that shuts down, when you're absorbed in an action, it's because that prefrontal cortex is shut down. So your perception of time changes completely. So it's now becoming easier to see and understand and it's backed up with science why we get that strange feeling of, wow, time just seemed to take ages or time went really fast. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing to be in. So it certainly feels good. I mean, it's like great when you get into that state. Is our performance better when we're in that state too? There's a lot of research backing up that performance is better. A lot of the stuff has shown that when you do shut off that prefrontal cortex, you're actually more energy efficient. If you shut off that prefrontal cortex and put yourself into the flow state, you become more subconscious in your actions. And when you're subconscious with your actions, you become more energy efficient. When you use things in a conscious mindset, you really use a lot of energy. Processing information is tiring. Where you become subconscious, not only is less energy required, but you process the information faster. In fact, studies have shown that you can actually process the information and learn 300% faster, which is pretty cool. And that stuff is now getting put into the US military. They're using tools and techniques to shut off that prefrontal cortex, to put them into the flow state to accelerate their learning. So these guys are doing all these things. I think it's a wise choice for many people to get involved with doing that, with accelerating not only their learning, but how effective they work. You know, if they work that effective, you could literally half your work schedule by working in flow and be more productive than you are now. You know, for me, I think gone are those days of that sort of 1980s attitude where you work, <laughs> what, 15 hours a day, seven days a week. All you do is work. I think this is not only old school mentality, but you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that to be effective. You can half everything. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I mean, seriously, because, you know, I've done that at certain points in my career. When I had a corporate job, you just keep pushing through, like you just keep pushing and pushing and going and fighting. And it's like a struggle, like you're fighting through your tiredness and ignoring your body and just working. And everything takes way longer when you do that. And your work isn't as good. You start making mistakes and it's just not fun. So it's got that mentality, though, fight through the pain, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. And you know as well, that creates tension throughout your entire body and unbeknown to you you become further and further away disconnected from yourself disconnected to your potential of being effective and flow so i think that's a massive obstacle because when you want to pursue living a life in flow pursue running a business in flow you do have the old mentality around you saying oh you should be working you should be doing this you should be doing that pressurizing you and you need to remain strong no, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to be doing it in flow. But other people around you will push and push and push and try and inf- inflict on you their perceptions of how you're supposed to work by adding pressure, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Pressure, pressure, pressure. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I I had this feeling like when I left my corporate job and when I'd worked on my own, when I started working for myself, that I wouldn't have that pressure anymore. Like it would just be me working how I wanted. And it's funny because that's, Okay, it is me working how I want, 
but there is still external pressure. Like when you're out talking to people and if you say, oh, well, I stop working at 3 p.m. or I only need to do two hours of work a day because I'm in the flow and then you kind of get judged a little bit. Or maybe that's me perceiving that, but some people, not from everyone, some people are like, that's awesome. And those are the people we want to hang out with. But there's like lawyer types and stuff. And they're like, you know, think, well, that's not working very hard. And so I like that, that you say you just have to, for everyone, you can't see his video, but he's kind of made this great gesture about like really holding your center and staying strong. And I think that's really important not to give in to these other pressures about how people think you should work. Yeah, and I tell you that that journey is not an easy journey to be on because not only do you have those external pressures, but when you maybe trip up and gently lose your flow or you become a little bit tired or whatever, you question yourself, you doubt yourself. So you need to really be strong. Be strong and take a rest when you need to take a rest, not when it's booked in your diary or your schedule. You need to be adaptable and flexible to your ever-changing flow. I mean, sure, you create routines and everything this, but your routine needs to be adaptable to your ability to maintain your flow state. So I think that is external and it can be your own internal obstacles. You know, you can fall back in patterns that we've had for so many years. It's a new journey, but at the same time, you've kind of been doing it all your life. You've been reluctant to follow that path. So you still have the beliefs and patterns that you've probably been surrounded from a young age around you. So all I say is, is just watch out. (laughs) 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 Watch out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so true. I find, I say this all the time, but like running a business is the best self-help exercise ever because it triggers everything. If you're quite self-aware as you're going through this process, you start to see these old patterns come up like, oh, I'm doing that because, well, that's how I've always done it, or that's how my dad did it, or that's what my family thinks is right, or whatever it is. Yeah, watch out. Another thing for me that comes up is is, uh, I'm dyslexic, okay? So whenever I'm doing anything related to my business online, even sending emails to clients, I need to be present because if I'm tired, if I'm run down, if I'm not present, I make very bad spelling mistake. People can read my email and think, what the hell is he talking about? So the dyslexia thing is a massive aid for maintaining my flow through my business. I know I have to stop sometimes and take a rest. But when I do this, it makes things more productive. So that's like a training tool that I have for myself that I need to sometimes just take a rest and then realign myself and get back into it. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about how to get into the flow. But first, I'm really curious, how did you get into this? How did the flow become your thing? Flow for me has been around me all my life. My uncle was a martial art teacher and I loved hanging about with him. He would teach me martial arts and he would play games with me. And every time we played games, I didn't know at the time, but he was putting me, he was triggering me into a flow state. So he would do martial art games, but unbeknown, I was in this flow with this. And that was maybe around about when I was five. So I always had this hunger, this desire for this elusive state that my uncle would make me go into, you know. I couldn't really describe what it was. I thought it was all to do with martial arts. And then as I evolved as a man, I realized it wasn't just in the martial arts. This feeling I could have in many different aspects and many different things. So I became a flow unconsciously because I didn't know the terminology, the name for it. I hunted this elusive flow state 
all through my life. So, I mean, there's times when I was even on the skateboard and I fell off the skateboard and got my first distinct feeling of time slowing down. You know, I was in midair <laughs> on the collision for hitting the ground, not looking like a dancer, looking like a sack of, a sack <laughs> mm-hmm. of But time slowed down and I managed to find my footing. And lots of those wee examples I found exciting. There was a taste that I wanted to have all the time. So I hunted that from a young age. And then as that happened, I started to really adapt the way that I trained my clients. So I would get them into the flow state would be my number one objective. But I would use exercise to do that. And then as I progressed on, I would bring in all my other experience, which was the martial arts. As you know, I was a British champion. I did many different martial arts and then I trained to be a stunt performer. So the skills I picked up in the stunt performing field, I started bringing. I never set any clients on fire, just want to make that clear. <laughs> but I did use the skills to get them into this specific state of mind. So my journey has really been from that young boy hunting to get into this state. Once I found out how to get into it, I then started to train others as I went. I mean, there isn't a clear path. It's kind of like a combination of experiences has made what I do today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's the case for a lot of us, actually. It's kind of a windy, strange path, but then hopefully at the end, it pulls together everything you've done throughout your life. So yeah, that's awesome. So I'm super curious. I want the flow state. So how do we get it? <laughs> teach so us. I teach two different methods of it, okay? I teach one method, which is through meditation. So remember, when you put yourself into a meditative state, you are putting yourself into what I spoke about earlier, this transient hyperfrontality. What neurobiology research is now showing that brain imagery scans have now shown that people that are in meditation, in fact, it was done with Tibetan Buddhists and also with uh, elite athletes. And what they found was they both, the brains formed the same shape the prefrontal cortex shut off in both of the subjects. So the elite athlete was in the transient hyperfrontality state. And also the um, Tibetan monk, the Buddhist, the, the meditator was in the exact state. So what I've done is, is I've tailored and created sort of specific steps to put you into this meditative state, this subconscious state, by accessing past experiences of you being in the flow state. We've all done it. We've all had, it doesn't matter. You could be in a state making a cup of tea. You could be in a state talking to people. We've all got it. So I get people to connect to that experience that they've had, put them into that deep state, and then you sort of bathe in that feeling of flow that you've had. And when you bathe in that, you become more familiar with it. Every cell is soaked in this flow state. So through consistency, you practice these meditations. To complement that, I have something called the seven weapons. And these are similar exercises that you can do. It's basically connecting to certain empowering emotions for a particular task. So perhaps you feel like you need more intention in what you're doing. There's a specific exercise for that. Or perhaps you need more courage to do something. So all these seven weapons are there designed to help you get out of a thick hole or a a gray cloud to get you back into your flow. Okay. Does that make sense? So that's mm-hmm. number one. That's yep. the one way of doing it. So that's through the meditation. And the meditation can be done in many different ways. There's like three basic steps. You would connect to the breath. You would have your 
connect with the feeling. And then you would do something what's called the representational systems, which I think you probably all know about. Whenever you connect to your past experience, you focus on the feeling and an image might come up. And if you make the image a bit clearer, it helps with the connectability to the feeling. Oh, wait. Okay, okay. This sounds really interesting. If we want to do this through meditation, so you're saying we kind of get really grounded and go in with the breath, like starting to meditate. And then you said you think of like a past experience where you're in the flow. Yeah. So let's say there's different ways of doing the breathing exercises. One of people want to try now that I think is the best is very, very simple. Is If you put your feet flat on the ground and you feel the contact with your feet on the ground. So all your attention is focused down. Okay. And all I want you to do is pretend you've got a little nose and a little mouth down at your feet and you breathe in and out through your feet. This is it. Nice and simple. And as you do that, you notice that your attention that's been up, focused up your head, slowly goes right down to your feet. Your attention is down at your feet. And then as you do that, you can do it in two different ways. You think of a past experience of when you were in this heightened state. Whenever you were in it, you connect to that feeling. And you just take your time with it. When you connect to that feeling, you'll perhaps observe that that feeling has a direction. There's a movement with that feeling. The feeling can circle, it can go up and down. It has a unique movement to you. And when you connect to that feeling, you just follow that path and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and bigger and it sort of absorbs in every cell of your body. Now, sometimes what happens is is that if you connect to that feeling, an image may come up of that situation. So if the image of that comes up in your mind of that situation, then make it as clear and as vivid as you can. Make it feel like you're experiencing it right now. So the the trick is, is that your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not real. If you think of something, then your body thinks, oh, this is what's actually happening right now. So it releases everything as if you're actually experiencing it right now. So it's a trick, it's a tool, it's a way for you to get yourself into the flow state. But the key for me is the connecting with the feeling. And the good thing is if you become very good at that, you can turn that on anytime you want, anytime you need it. You could use one of those seven weapons, the same idea, whenever you need it. Perhaps you're going into a meeting and you just need that little bit extra courage inside. You connect to that feeling that you've been practicing and you know it's in your body. Every cell's now going, yeah, I'm ready. I've got that courage. I've got that strength. I can do this. That's it. Simple. The problem with a lot of these things is that that people look for this um, drastic, immediate, huge shift. It's more of a sort of subtle change. You know that way that you can walk into a room and you can just feel that the atmosphere is different? Very subtle. You can't explain it, but you know it's there. These techniques work the exact same way. These techniques are those little balls of light, those little flames that are inside people that you can't really point your finger at what it is. It's that that you're igniting. It's that small change. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A small change that makes a big difference. Yeah. So you're saying that basically by practicing this, so I guess practicing it every day or something and really getting into that feeling, then like you said, you're able to turn it on when you need to because you can just quickly reconnect with that. A great tip as well for me is is that if you're going to set this powerful intention, you do it first thing in the morning because your brain waves are still at that sort of light sleepy way. You know that sort of, you have that light sleep. Mm -hmm. So your brain waves are still on that. So set your intention there, connect to whatever you want your day to be. So for instance, day and fall, connect to that feeling. And then I also recommend doing it at the last thing at night. So doing the same thing 
lasting at night connect to that feeling as well so that your subconscious is sleeping in flow. Mm-hmm. So basically, you, yeah. you kind of surround yourself with it. Five minutes is more powerful than sitting there for two hours. You know? We don't have the lifestyles to sit there for two hours and meditate. But five minutes is, you know, this is a, a powerhouse move. So, you know, I, I hope people don't get caught up with the times. Just a flick of the switch. Yeah. Okay. That's super I'll, helpful. Yeah. I also do something called the Elite Flow Program. And that's basically triggering the flow state through movements. I use a lot of animal-based movements, rolls backwards and forwards to really challenge your spatial awareness. So the objective for the Elite Flow program is being able to not only connect to that feeling of flow, but make it more practical so that you move about in the flow. There's different ways of doing it. The movements alone trigger you into flow state, okay, because of the way that they're quite dynamic. You know what you need to do. You have intense focused attention, you know. I mean, these exercises that I create, if you're not present, you're going to make a mistake. I mean, you're not going to hurt yourself drastically, but you're going to make a mistake and you could. It's not an isolated movement. It's all dynamic flowing movements, okay? Very functional exercises. And when you add in rolling about, you really lose your spatial awareness. You think, where the the hell am I here? So when you're performing those exercises alone, it's triggering flow. But what I add in is I'll get you to connect to the feeling that we did previously with the other exercises, the meditations, and you marry those two in. For instance, you'll connect to that feeling and then you'll perform the BGJ roll, which is like a backwards roll. And then you go into the flow roll, which is a roll laterally in your side. So you add those movements in, but you're connecting to that feeling. And all I do throughout the workout of that is, is I remind you to make sure you're present, you're connecting to that feeling. So it's kind of like a two-edged blade. Not only do the movements force you into flow, but also you're maintaining a present focused state with the exercise you did previously. Mm-hmm. The good thing is it doesn't need to be physical movements. You can do that. For instance, if you like to cook, you can do that same thing. You connect the feeling and you move about the kitchen in flow. If the flow feeling disappears, you feel it, you know. You don't 100% walk about with your internal eyes looking down at your feeling. You connect to the feeling and you move. You move with the flow. Of I bet that could work really well with yoga, actually. Yeah, well, it's kind of very hand in hand with it all. I think a lot of yoga that does that, maybe it's a wee bit lost. It's kind of the same. I mean, the way that the Elite Flow program came out and how I designed it is, is because it was relevant to how I trained as a martial artist, a stunt performer, and how my clients enjoyed the movements. Funnily enough, not all my clients liked the physicality of martial arts. So I wanted to give them the experience of having that bit of pressure with the movement. But when you look at it, you know, it could be a modern day (laughs) yoga. It's not, but I'm just saying it could be like that Mm -hmm. because of the awareness of what's going on internally. So I'm really curious, you mentioned back with the meditation that it's like really helpful to do just even, you know, a couple minutes in the morning first thing when you're kind of in that hazy state and again before bed. So something I've been thinking a lot about recently is morning routines. And I'm really interested to hear what people do in the morning just to make sure that they have the best day possible. So I'm curious, do you have a morning routine and what do you do? I I do. My morning routine is is that I get up a lot earlier than I would do for my clients. I'm up at half past four or five o'clock 
I see clients when about quarter past six, half past six in the morning. So I get up. I do have a habit of drinking coffee, but I drink Bulletproof coffee. Oh, yeah, Bulletproof coffee. Yeah, I've been doing that recently. Mm -hmm. I have Bulletproof coffee. I have specific meditations I do myself. And then I generally train with my first client in the morning. But I get up very early because I've got people assisting me online. I get up and correspond with them, set the day up. I find the morning for me is very productive with everything. It kind of, like we said earlier, it sets my day up. It makes everything flow much easier. So I get up and start my day off like that. Obviously, I eat as well. I follow a method of eating called metabolic typing. And I'm what's called a fast oxidizer. So I require a lot of protein and fats in my diet. So basically, if I got up and walked to the kitchen, my metabolism works out good, I'd be starving. So I need to make sure that I eat well. So I eat in the morning as well before I go to see my client and start rocking and rolling. Sorry, rocking and flowing. Rocking and flowing. There we go. <laughs> I love it. So what's your business look like now? So you do some things online, but you also work with clients in person. Yeah, I work in clients in person here. Don't tell them, but I test a lot of stuff out on them. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff online. I have clients dotted about around the world. And I sometimes go travel and train with them. I'm going to go to Italy in September and train with a client. And I'm setting up some flow retreats in Tuscany next year. Maybe one at the end of this year, but it's more likely to be two next year. And with that, it's week flow retreat. So you could look at it like a yoga week or a boot camp week, but it's all tailored towards the flow. So what we do is, is I'll bring in the meditation. I do something called Taoisty movements, which is a sort of Tai Chi type thing. Um, we do biking, hiking, there's lectures, we do cooking and we try out all the local dishes in Tuscany. And we just spend the week immersed in flow for the whole week. So that's what I do just now. That sounds super fun. I've got to say, I'm kind of fortunate because I really enjoy my job and what I do with it all. And I think that's half the battle with many things. So I'm kind of fortunate, you know. So if you could go back to when you were first getting started with your business and give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to yourself? Relax. Patience. I think the problem is, for me personally, I tried to accelerate everything. But at the same time, I was kind of designing a method. I was learning how to put over my information. At the same time, learning how to do a business online and seeing the pressures around me. What we spoke about earlier of people telling you that, oh, it's dead easy. You can do this. You can do that. There's so many things around you that can almost block you and confuse you. I fell into the trap at the beginning of losing my flow and trying to push everything, trying to accelerate everything too quickly. And over the last couple of years with it all, I've done what I preach with my own external training people with my business, and it's really accelerated. So I would say to myself back then, and say, I'd say, Wilson, relax, man. Take your time. <laughs> say it in that voice. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're so not alone on that. I think a lot of people are out there nodding their heads listening because I think, you know, we just want it to happen. We just want it to happen and we want it to happen so fast and we want it all to happen. We want to have our course and our clients and our retreats and all of it right now. It will happen. You know, it just takes time. Yeah, exactly. People are listening. It will happen. 
you still will fall into the trap. You think you're different. You think, you know, I'm going to do it quicker than everybody else. <laughs> I'm going to accelerate it. You're going to be thinking these things. I promise you, you'd as well just taking your time with it, enjoying the process. I think for me, I fell into the trap of almost not enjoying it because I had to work all the time. Just take your time. It will happen. If you've got the intention, the drive, the secret power, which is called the flow. <laughs> it will happen. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. This was really interesting. I think you're going to have a lot of people out there now getting into the flow with their meditation in the morning. I love it. So Wilson, where can people learn more about you and what you do and, and how to get into the flow? Well, you can check out my website, cwilsonmelanchelli.com. I think we you put the link. Yeah, yeah, I'll link it And up. on there as well, you can get the instant flow exercise for free. You've also got flow tutorials, which I'll go through the flow science, some of the flow science behind it all. Plus, I'll give you a free elite flow program as well that you can try. So you can try everything all out for free at the website. I put regular information up there and... Yeah, you can check it all out there. You can get in touch, YouTube, social media. Awesome. We'll link it up. <laughs> cool. Thanks so much for joining us today, Wilson. It's been great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. As always, you can get all of the show notes on the website at wellpreneuronline.com. Have a fantastic week, and I'll see you back here next week with the next episode. Mm-hmm.